Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au. Yes, welcome to the Dogcast this morning, brought to you by Greyhound Racing SA. I'm your host, Sean Matheson, the racing manager for GRSA, and I'm fortunate to be joined in the studio by Lachlan Stace, a voice many of you may well have heard around the traps uh, in the Greyhound Racing and certainly harness racing and doing some MC on course at Angle Park and we're fortunate to have Lockie in the studio this morning. Well thank you very much Sean, fantastic to be here, really looking forward to getting stuck into this show, a big show ahead. Um, we've got uh, of course a big time in Greyhound Racing with some good racing interstates and some good racing here locally so I'm keen to get stuck into it. Yeah great to have you on board this morning. So in today's episode of the Dogcast we'll review the week that was in SA Greyhound Racing including all the semi-finals from the Group 3 Brian Johnson Series last Thursday night at Angle Park. We'll preview the big event on Thursday night, uh, the Group 3 final and we'll also have an interview with a leading SA trainer Peter Jovanovic always has a good greyhound in his kennel and he's got Corbett engaged in the feature final on Thursday night so we'll have a chat to him. The Week in Review Well the Week in Review is brought to you by Fresh Pet Food Company proud suppliers of fresh pet food for our GAP SA greyhounds for the duration of their foster care and the first week of their adoption and they are based right here in SA. Visit their website freshpetfoodco.com.au for more information and they do a fantastic job obviously fresh pet food company on board but the gap uh, people do a great job Lockie with um with the foster care of the greyhounds and uh their their afterlife um after racing and or just at the start of their career if they don't make the racetrack they can get into a wonderful home and the, and the gap people do a great job yeah they definitely do I was actually uh, lucky enough to be down at one of their adoption days a couple of weeks back emceeing it down there and they just do a fantastic job with the greyhounds and uh it's very important the afterlife and retirement for greyhounds and uh, the adoption program people work very hard uh, to make sure a lot of these greyhounds find new homes after retirement. Yeah, they do a great job. Okay, so um, our review. Let's have a look at the semi-finals from last week, Lockie. Uh, the Group 3 Brian Johnson series. Um, the semi-finals, there was three of them run uh, at Angle Park and we'll kick it off with the first semi-final and that was taken out by um, Kisses for Chloe who um, really uh, ran a, a good time. She was a strong winner, 30-40. When I say a good time, the track got better and better as the night went on, uh, but she pushed hard early to find the lead and from there was hard to beat. Miss Bellawood ran very well as well, running second and, and began very well. Well, on paper, heading into the race, it really looked like a race between two dogs, and that was Kisses for Chloe and Miss Bellawood. I was really impressed with Miss Bellawood's heat on a Wednesday a few weeks prior at uh, Angle Park heading in. Um, but, uh, yeah, it really looked like a race in two. Um, they were the only two under uh, double figures in the market, and they were both really short on the tab fixed. Uh, but Kisses for Chloe, Ben Rawlings ran really well, uh, got down to the rail, and uh, you said 30 and 40, the track did get quicker as a nylon, as we saw that press progress through the semifinals. We saw some yep. quicken times a little bit later on. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Kisses for Chloe, a very impressive win there in the first semifinal. Okay, and they've, they've both qualified for the final this Thursday night. The second semi-final was taken out 
by Corbett. We'll have Peter Jovanovic on the show a little bit later. Uh, again, 30.09, uh, he found his way to the front. Likes the course a little bit wide um, in his races, but he proved a, a bit too strong for Power Burner. And Long Gully Evie, um, after uh, went up with the lids and then charged home along the inside to grab third. All three qualify. What was your thoughts on this semi final? Yeah, I thought it was a, a very impressive win uh, because Corbett, because it kind of shifted up the track a little bit. Um, it didn't really get the full length over, so it covered a lot of the track during the race. Uh, Power Burner was kind of hunting up along the rail, and Corbett never really got down to the rail during the run. Um, but it was really tight and compact into that first turn. There was a few across the track, and Corbett did well to muster through and get to the lead and uh, lead throughout for a victory. So um, I thought heading into the semi final, that was the most open semi final of the night. There was multiple chances, and uh, it was a very good run there by Corbett to uh, take it out. And you can't, you can't discount Power Burner either because uh, it does show good speed out of boxes, that dog. And when it's right, it's a really good greyhound. Yeah, Maury Kiley's got uh, Power Burner going exceptionally well and they've all progressed through. And the, the final semi-final, um, the, the favourites found a little bit of trouble er- early in this race. Uh, Boss McLaren and Mr Keery um, found some trouble early. And it was the Bosco Stamenkovic-trained Footrot Fossey who showed really, really good early speed to punch through along the rails and lead and, and run 29.82, fastest qualifier. Gave nothing much else a chance. Hot Desert Storm, uh, uh Ran, sec- ran second and he was second most of the way and Webler Arrow got home nicely um, into third and they've all made it through but I suppose on the first turn it sort of changed a bit of the complexion of the race with uh, with a bit of interference. Yeah it did um, it really opened up things for Foot Rock Fossey um, but speaking of boxes was magnificent like the way yeah. it jumped it just really set up the race for it um, it wasn't a victory I was expecting, I must say, but um, no, the speed out of the boxes was magnificent. Uh, hugged the rail well into that first turn and uh, led throughout from that point onwards. So I think looking back at the semi-finals, you would have to note that as the most impressive win of the night mm-hmm. heading into the final, of course, this uh, for upcoming Thursday night. Okay, we'll have a closer look at the final a little bit uh, later on the Dogcast. Um, let's turn our attention to last Friday night where the Melbourne Cup heats were run and won in Melbourne. Group 1 uh, considered probably the best series in Australia, to be honest. Yeah. Um, it's really hard to uh, to make a heat, let alone progress through the final. And um, South Australia was definitely at the forefront with our SA-owned, SA-bred greyhounds doing wonderfully well. And um, the real highlight of the night was Oakvale Beauty's uh, win in, uh, in her heat, uh, when she drew box one, um, she's SA-owned, SA-bred, trained by Jeff Britton, um, who's a regular uh, traveller to SA. Um, and she was able to punch her nice and hard and, and was able to grab the lead. And from there, they couldn't catch her, and she made her way through to the final. It was fantastic to see, wasn't it? Um, I spoke to Nathan Wilson on uh, Sunday night at Murray Bridge, and he was uh, quite simply over the moon. He's very excited about heading over to uh, Melbourne. Uh, this week for the final. Um, she really likes the rail, this dog. Um, once she gets down to the rail, she's very hard to beat from that position, and the draw did suit her. Unfortunately, when we saw the box draw come out this week, of yeah. course, she was drawn box seven. Uh, but look, anything's possible, and uh, we wish uh, Nathan and his team all the best over there in Victoria with Oakvale Beauty. Yeah, she's drawn seven in the final, got hooked on Scotch, the now new track record holder, and yep. uh, who ran the track record on uh, Friday night, and and you we obviously t- saw him win the Group 1 Adelaide Cup in such impressive fashion. You can just tell that Greyhound's going to be very, something very special for Greyhound racing. The times he runs and the 
like in his time of space he's done it in you know like um he's lightly raced as he's only just started racing he's always already this impressive so um uh, it's very exciting Greyhound to watch uh, hooked on scotch and of course we saw him um in his glory um come uh, Adelaide Cup time a little bit uh, earlier on in the year yeah and uh, just touching on um uh, other runners on the night. We obviously had Twitchery ran second in 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 her um, heat. Seneki ran fourth. Not a lot of luck for Seneki, and mm. um, we know he trialed exceptionally well leading up to the heat after falling in the Top Gun. Um, he was still a very good run. He was he was caught wide. He really couldn't get to where he wanted to be. And Flynn, which was in that heat for Jason Thompson, is 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 a really nice dog progressing through. So running fourth, I, th- I thought he was far from disgraced. Yeah. Um, other greyhounds likes of Webley Case and Mr. Harleywood are both uh, SA bred, SA owned. They ran very well as well. As we said, it's a very tough series. And it would be remiss of us not to mention in the uh, Bold Trace as well, Rajasthan, which is SA owned, um, Sandown Cup winner, um, doing a fantastic job and was just nailed on the line by Tornado Tears, who got up on the rails on the inside. And geez, that dog just doesn't want to go around any other runner, does it? No. Um, and so Rajasthan's made his way through to the Group 1 Bold Trees, drawn five in the final. So we wish um, all the connections, Oakvale Beauty, Rajasthan, all the best on uh, this Friday night in what's going to be a fantastic night of racing. Tell you what, Rajasthan is just a dog that's improved out of sight, hasn't he? Um, really showing some, another side of that greyhound the last couple of months. Uh, um, he's been in a lot of the state, main stayers stay races over in Melbourne and he's been doing a fantastic job. So good luck to all connections over in Victoria during the week. Yeah. Now, we'll just have a, a quick look at also the Border Challenge, which is a really great concept that Gambia Greyhound Racing Club and the Warrnambool Greyhound Racing Club have introduced. And uh, we had uh, two heats at Mount Gambia on Sunday. The Warrnambool heats will be run this Thursday, and they progressed to a $4,000 to the winner final on December 5 at Warrnambool this year. Next year, it will come to Mount Gambia. Great concept introduced by both clubs. A real credit to them. Um, our qualifiers from Mount Gambia, we had uh, Flash Jackie uh, for Dave Peckham, who's now won two in a row, and Wan Chai Express for Nicole Stanley, who supports um, Mount Gambia unbelievably well. They both qualified in the first um, heat, and Galactic Mojo and Galactic Titan for um, the Bath Volume team got two through. Uh, Galactic Mojo won three in a row and, and was quite impressive. Um, so those four greyhounds will take on four greyhounds from Warnable in that challenge. Uh, did you catch a glimpse of those heats? And what uh, did yes, you make I did. Um, I must say, uh, I think we have a pretty strong team heading over to Victoria, that's for sure. Um, Galactic Titan um, has been racing in Tuffer Gregor Angle Park recently, and it was good to see him back up there um, in the place getters. And, of course, um, Galactic uh, Mojo, another dog that's really burst on the scene from the Bartholomew camp, um, racing quite well, as you said, uh, three wins in a row now. Um, and shows good speed out of boxes as well. So, um, yeah, it's, of course, the two galactic dogs going over to Victoria will um, is a big help uh, for us in the Borger Challenge. And, of course, uh, Flash Jackie went exceptionally well, and uh, One Try Express is a nice dog as well who's uh, always around the mark. So um, good luck to our uh, team hanging over to Victoria. And, uh, and as you said, a, a fantastic concept by the Mount Gambia Greyhound Racing Club uh, to incorporate uh, the Wongambool Greyhound Club yeah. and uh, come together with them and put on this great racing series. Yeah, Lockie, I think you'll see more of that um, 
cross-state, cross-club yeah. um, promotion to really, you know, capture the hearts and minds of, of the participants and the patrons for something different, something interesting. So these sort of concepts, I see them really um, progressing in the yeah. future. And, and it's great that SA, again, is on the, on the front foot in, um, in trying to do these things. We did with the Adelaide Cup in getting hooked on Scotch, um, who had the opportunity to win that through the state of origin and then get to the Top Gun. Um, and now these sorts of concepts at Mount Gambier are warnable. They're doing a great job. So um, a credit to them, and we certainly think that'll, uh, that'll progress on in the years to come. Now the kids are all at school. I was wanting a fur baby to keep me company, but we're always away during school holidays. Then one of the school mums told me about Gap SA's foster care program. <laughs> Not kids! That ship has sailed. Adorable retired greyhounds. They give unconditional love without back chat or needing extra pocket money. Now I'm the one getting pocket money. Yep, Greyhound Adoption Program SA give me everything I need, including a weekly payment. It's only a six-week commitment. Check it out. GapSA.org.au. Best thing I ever did. The Preview. Okay, now our preview is brought to you by SA Greyhound Tips Twitter feed. Free tips for SA Metro Greyhound meetings. Search at the Dogs SA and get on board. As always, gamble responsibly. And lucky we've have had uh, Todd Gray fill in for us, uh, our Twitter man, and he's done a great job on the show. And he's doing a great job on Twitter. Uh, free tips, and, and when he hits a hot streak of form, he does continue it on. So uh, I'd encourage anyone to to get on board, enjoy the enjoy the winners, enjoy the banter, and uh, he does a fantastic job. Yeah, he does. Uh, he keeps us all up to date. And one thing I like about Todd is he always posts his stats at the end of the week as well so you can see how he's going. And uh, he's always very upfront with his followers. So I think it's just fantastic that we have someone like him out there promoting our industry. Yeah, he's a very passionate man around the industry. And uh, as I said, he's, he's a very, very good tipster. Okay, let's have a look at our uh, feature final on Thursday night. The Group 3, Brian Johnson. And obviously just touching on Brian Johnson, he's one of uh, only a couple of um, GCA life members that South Australia has, um, Doug Payne, Howard Ashton and Brian Johnson, only, only the three men in that, uh, in that prestigious group and he was a, a fantastic contributor to SA Greyhound Racing so it's a, a really fitting uh, tribute to him that there's a race named in his honour and such a high quality field we've been able to draw mm. together, Lockie. Yeah, um, and that's for sure. And the honour roll of this feature final is a, is a who's who of Greyhound Racing. I was just casting my eye back to some of the previous winners and the likes of Ernie Bungarrow and Wormburner. Um, Wormburner's doing a fantastic, fantastic job at stud at the moment, yep. but they are Greyhound of the Year's um, Group 1 winners. I think Wormburner, yeah, won the Nationals mm. and Ernie Bungarrow Adelaide Cup. So they're past winners. So definitely the dog, any dogs who progress through this series are certainly of, of the highest quality. Yes, for sure. And uh, you, you mentioned names like Ernie Bungarrow and Wormburner. Uh, it doesn't get uh, more well-known when you think of SA Greyhound Racing and those two dogs right there. Of course, uh, Ernie Bungarrow, uh, the year he won the Adelaide Cup, was just exceptional. And uh, Wormburner in the National Series, uh, a lot of group memories there, that's for sure. So um, a very important series is Brian Johnston. And I think it's a very captivating series as well because you have the heats and then you have the league up to the semi-finals and you have the final, of course. So um, you have to be a really strong dog to get through them. And, uh, um, you know, it's, it's a very exciting race on paper, of course, this Thursday. All right, well, let's have a look at the field. It's, it's going to be race eight on the program, 9.04 SA time. And the box draw, one, Webleck Arrow for Lisa Rasmussen. Uh, two, Long Gully Evie for Paula Hernan. Three is Corbett for Peter Jovanovic. Four, Kisses for Chloe, Ben Rawlings. Five, Hot Desert Storm for Tony Rasmussen. Uh, six power burner for Maury Kiley. 
Seven, Miss Bellawood for Jeff Britton. Eight, Foot Rot Fossey for Bosco Stamenkovic. The reserves, uh, Long Gully Simon for Paula Hernan and Ten, Mr Keary for Ben Rawlings. Now, uh, Tab do a great job in opening up the mark. It's nice and early for our feature races and they've, they've got it on board already. And uh, it's a really wide open affair with uh, Foot Rot Fossey, the, the $3.20 favourite. Just ahead of Corbett, $3.80. Kisses for Chloe, $3.80. Miss Bellawood, $4. Mr Keary, second reserve, unlikely to get a run, but she's well in the market if she does happen to get a run. And then you get out to $10 Power Burner, 12 Long Gully EV, Webley Caro, 31 and Long Gully Simon, 34. With Hot Desert Storm rounding them out at $51. But you can see there, Lockie, the top four chances are all inside $4, yeah. which uh, suggests that it's a wide open race. And certainly... Um, in looking at the race, and I'd be interested to get your thoughts on what you think might happen. And so it's going to be crucial um, who's going to be up near the front, who's going to get the good run, and the box draws made it really interesting. And what was your what was your take on the final? What do you think will happen? Look, I think it's going to be very similar to that second semi final. We're going to have a log of dogs across the track in the early stages. I think um, it's going to be very competitive racing into that first turn. Of course, Footrock Fossey was the most impressive time of all the semi finals. But uh, drawn box eight, very different compared to last week. Drawn box one the previous week. But as we said, does show good speed out of boxes. So it'll be interesting to see where Foot Rot Fossey lobs in the early stages. Corbett is drawing the same box where he won his semi-final, box number three. And I think that's going to be a big advantage to him. Um, of course, he will be tracking a little bit wide in the early stages. Um, but I tell you what, if he can get anywhere near the rail in the early going and yep. uh, during the run... Um, he will be right up there. And, of course, Kisses for Chloe is one you can't discount for Ben Rawlings, um, who was the winner of uh, her semi-final in impressive fashion. And uh, the Dark Horse of the race, uh, one who didn't take out the uh, semi-final, I think, Miss Bellawood. Um, when this dog is right, she is super. Yeah. And uh, the fashion where she won her heat on the Wednesday a couple of weeks back at Angle Park um, has to be remembered. I think, again, probably not the most ideal draw for a box seven, but... Um, Look, if she can get herself right up there in the early stages, she will feature. Yeah, I think it's, um, it, as you mentioned, it's really crucial, the early part. And it's not unusual. We're not telling anyone anything they don't know. But yeah. early in the race, to get a clear under that first turn and, you know, pretty much anything that leads, it's going to be really hard to run them down. Uh, my look on the race was who I thought had the speed to lead if everything went right. And I was looking at definitely kisses for Chloe for Ben Rawlings as can ping the lids and... and um, it uh, does have a 4.34 uh, to her name only two starts ago. Um, I think mid-pin, mid she she can begin quite well. But as men- as you mentioned, the likes of Corbett, Footrot Fossey has speed. Um, Miss Bellawood showed la- last Thursday night. She was almost across um, Kisses for Chloe. And had, um, had she been able to get across, it would have been a different story yeah. probably. So it's a really interesting race. Um, I'll put you on the spot. Who do you like in the race and what's your top tip? I like Miss Bellawood, um, number seven, at $4. Um, as I said, I keep going back to that heat run a couple of weeks back where she was very impressive, and I think uh, she has to be highly considered in this field. Um, and, of course, with that kisses for Chloe time as well, 30, uh, as you said, I don't think you can look too much into that 30 and 40. I think the track was a little bit slow, mm. and um, I think um, she will be really up there in the early stages. But I do like Miss Bellawood, number seven, uh, at $4 in the final. All right, we're well, going to get great value there, and it's going to be a real highlight on the night, as we mentioned, Race 8 Thursday night. One of many highlights on the program. Um, we'll get your best bets for the meeting in a second, but uh, just out of uh, interest, Kurong Lucy, 
last week took the step up to Open Company. Uh, she had won seven in a row prior to that. In, in considered slightly lesser grade, she took on Open Dogs. Um, she was very impressive in winning. She's now won eight in a row. Uh, she's in race seven this Thursday night. And you'd have to say it's possibly a little bit stronger. And she's drawn, obviously, box eight. Um with the likes of Tornado Alley in one, who loves a rail, fantastic axle in three, he's got really high speed. And Time's right, a bit disappointing last week, but we know how good he can be. Um, yeah. What was your thoughts? You reckon Cora and Lucy can keep rolling through the through the grades, or is this pro- this is definitely her toughest test? Well, she'll be a match this week, that's for sure. This will be interesting to see how she goes. Um, one of the things I have liked about going to the Greyhounds on Thursday night lately has been watching her. She's just mm. been... Uh, bowling through her grades, and she's been, been doing a fantastic job. But uh, as you said, when you have the likes of Tornado Ali Jong Wang um, and Fantastic Axel, even a dog like Star Anise could feature in this. So, um, yes, uh, this will be a toughest match yet. Um, it'll be interesting to see if she's Og Zong or not. I think she will mm. be. But, um, yeah, this will be a toughest race uh, leading up in her career. So, um yeah, I think she can continue her winging form, but uh, as you said, it is a bit dangerous when you have dogs like Tornado Alley, Fantastic Axel and Star Anise to her inside who can run some very impressive races. I mean, just to put it into perspective how young this greyhound is as well, Lockie, um, mm. she um, is actually eligible for the next Group 3 series that these dogs are contesting t- uh, Thursday night. Yeah. So she's... And in, she's racing in open class. And she's in open class yeah. already. So she's obviously going to be a very, very strong <laughs> contender in in uh, in May's series, which will be the Howard Ashton. So yeah. a lot of racing ahead of her. So we'll be interested to see where she goes. But she is such a young greyhound doing such a great job for Cam Butcher. Yeah, she is. Um, uh, again, she shows a lot of speed out of the box. So she's always up there. And, uh, yeah, she's been one of the most impressive greyhounds going around in this state over the last couple of months, that's for sure. All right, well, let's get your tips for Thursday night. If you, if you found... Um, uh, a couple of best bets for the uh, listeners of the Dogcast, and what can they put their hard earned on? Yeah, I have. Um, I like uh, race five, number one, Kenya Queen, and the 600 metre race uh, for Tony Rasmussen. Uh, I think she'll like that draw from there, and I think she'll be up there in the early stages. So, um, yeah, I really did like uh, race uh, five, number one, uh, Kenya Queen, a little bit uh, earlier on in the program, and uh, uh, that was probably my uh, standout best bet. And as I said to you in the final, um, I do like Miss Bellawood race eight, uh, number seven. Um, and a little bit uh, earlier on as well, race six, number seven, Wild Marilyn. Uh, stepping up to the 515, but I've uh, been really impressed with this dog yep. uh, racing over the Shorga course uh, for training a Troy Murray. Uh, box seven, uh, she won't mind that. She does like the wider boxes. So I'm really intrigued to see how she'll go over the 515. If she's up there against that field, um, I think she'll be tough to beat. So race five, number one, Kenya Queen, and race six, number seven, Wild Marilyn. All right, terrific. I like race three, number eight, Springvale Izzy. I think uh, she's found a race here that she can uh, lob midfield and be too strong for them. It's a really interesting race, but uh, at slightly better value, maybe 3 or $4 Springvale Izzy, race three, number eight. And I do like Kisses for Chloe in the big one for Ben Rawlings, um, owned by Ray Fewings. It would be a, a terrific feat for them to, uh, to get the chocolates. But as mentioned, really tough race. Uh, we wish everyone the best on Thursday night. And so we just previewed um, ahead. Um, obviously Thursday night Angle Park. Friday we go to Gawler um, for their normal meeting there. Obviously Friday night 
Group 1 action at Sandown, so really interesting meeting, uh, strong fields. On Sunday, we had the normal Mount Gambier meeting in Murray Bridge on Sunday night. Again, uh, really well uh, supported by industry, both of those meetings. Um, and then we're back to headquarters on Monday night at Angle Park. Um, and so we look ahead to that week in Greyhound Racing in SA. The Interview Yes, our interview this morning, Lockie, and it's a real privilege to have this man on the show. He's an astute trainer of greyhounds, and he's got a big hand in the Group 3 final on Thursday night with the greyhound Corbett, and I speak of none other than Peter Jovanovic. And Peter, we welcome you to the Dogcast this morning. Good morning, Sean and Lockie. How are you? Yes, very well, thanks. Um, uh, great to have you on the show, and it as I mentioned there, you, you always have a, a good greyhound in your in your kennel, and we'll we'll talk about that um, in a little bit. But let's get to the the main race on Thursday night. You've got Corbett engaged; um, he's been in terrific form for you going through the series. Um, you got him a few weeks before uh, the the Group Three series kicked off um, into the uh, Prelude Number Two, I think it was, and um, he's won his heat, won his semi final. He, he now Lobs box three in the final Thursday night. Um, how 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 have you? Um, how happy are you with him? And and how's he looking for the final? No, he. he um, look, I brought him over for the girls um, for for Jess, uh, leading into the prelude, just to give him. Um, Climatise him back here at Angle Park. He did that well. He um, had a couple of runs. Um, they were good runs. He needed them. Uh, and then also change of kennel, different way of training makes a difference as well. But look, um, I'm happy the way he's progressed, and um, um, he just he seems to be peaking uh, at the right time for the right race. Touch wood. And what's your thoughts around the box draw, Peter? He's drawn three. He, he came from box three in his semi final, and Lockie and myself discussed it earlier that um, he does like to use a little bit of the track. He doesn't really get hard onto the rail. He gives a bit of room. Um, what's your thoughts around box three and what is a high-quality field? <clears throat> no, it's a, it's, a, it's a good top field, actually. Um, the, the box draw won't affect him. Um, he begins on par. Like he's a steady beginner. He's, he's a consistent, four, roughly 450 dog. Um, if something can go quicker than that, they'll head him off. But he won't shirk it. He'll still keep coming. And, he, and like you said, he likes to use the track a little bit. Like he's not a wide runner, mm. but he's a gentle dog. He won't uh, squeeze and push towards the fence. Uh, a true gentleman. Um, <laughs> that's the best, best way to describe him. He, he's a he's a gentle dog, and um, and he he just keeps on coming. But look, the way the door is, and the way um, the, the the cha- his chance of winning the race all depend on two, mainly two dogs. Kisses for Chloe. Yep. She rock and rolls in the box a little bit. If she does box quick, quick uh, good, well, then she can run 4.34 for, you know, real sensational times early if she boxes right. Yep. But she's a little bit inconsistent there. Um, and then you've got the other dog uh, out wide, Footroll Fossey. In all of his trialling um, career, He's looked comfortable when he has been out sort of middle to wide trialling. Um, I think the box draw won't really affect him. But in saying that, like last week he came out and ran 4.33, which was, you know, 
probably the best one he's put in so far. But look, he, um, he will be hard to beat if he boxes and leads again. So, but I'm in saying all that, Corbett uh, is very competitive and there's a couple of other dogs in the race that go good as well, depending on how the race is run. And I, I, look, I'm hoping that the worst he runs in the top three. Okay. Now, Corbett, we saw um, prior to you getting him, he went really quick at Sandown and he's been over here for this series. Um, depending on how the final goes, is, is Corbett likely to continue in your care or do you think that he might go back to Victoria? Because he is, he is owned in Victoria, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. No, the uh, young Jess, um, she's a trainer and her friend, Corey uh, Smith, they organised uh, he organised the syndicates. They're a, a group of friends. They all got in together. They're involved in horse racing. Uh, um, I think one of the owners uh, who's involved in horse racing is in America at the moment. He works over there. Another one in Hong Kong. So they're a widespread community involved in the racing industry, basically. And I think some uh, one of the boys works for um, the form company, Ozcha, Ozform, is it? A horse racing uh, a paper. Okay. Uh, so it's a multi um, group, you could say, but they they love their racing. That's the best way to put it. So there's a chance he, he, he might go back to Victoria. Oh, look, yeah, look, um, I, I, I said to her, look, I think he's had enough uh, after the run this Thursday yep. and he should go back home. Uh, because every time he's moved around a little bit, he keeps. Uh, a bit, um, improving, let's say. Yeah. Uh, just keeps better, and then I think she'll give him a little bit of a break, and probably come back for the uh, Murray Bridge Derby coming up in a few weeks' time. Yeah, that'll be great. A good, great um, initiative by uh, Murray Bridge, and I think Adelaide Greyhound Racing Club have got right behind that. So um, that'll be a good concept uh, at at the bridge. It, it gives um, an incentive for all SA breeders to target little feature races of that sort, isn't that every six months or so? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, listen, all the best for the final. And, and as I mentioned, you are a very astute trainer. You always get a, a you know, always had a good dog in your in your kennel, um, going back many years. And and certainly of interest is um, the association with the Hubbards because we always see. Um, you know, the Port Adelaide players out at the Greyhounds and Ken Hinckley makes his way out there because he had a terrific association with Peter Hubbard, the, um, who's now passed at the moment, but um, the husband of Jane, who owns a lot of those dogs, a lot of the Canley dogs. And we saw one pop up a couple of weeks ago, Canley Pebbles, which was super impressive um, and then a bit luckless at a, at a next start. Um, are we like to see her uh, progress? What's her future? Yeah, no, she'll she'll race here. Uh, she's a, she is progressive. She she started her career, and from right from the first trial I gave her, uh, she showed tremendous early speed. And we, I hadn't pushed her yet to, to even I haven't even trialled her up to the five hundred mark at this stage. But after what happened, excuse me, after what happened the other night, unforeseen, she she actually heard a heard a fibula, mm. and then 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 we found out she, she'd had. In that race um, incident, she broke her tail as well. So that's been operated okay. on. And so she'll have a little bit of time off. Nothing serious, touch wood. Yep. Um, and she'll be in action shortly. You know, in about probably four weeks or something like that, hopefully. But she, the, the, look, the whole litter goes good. The, her brothers, uh, Jan and uh, Jan, sold them all to Ray Border. And one of them won at Sandown 
Well, he's won a couple now in the last couple of weeks with Glenn Rounds. His first run there went 29.33. That gives an indication it's just a good letter. And the mother's been a good producer, Kenley Ely. Good morning, Peter. Uh, Lachlan Stace here. Now, um, looking back, as uh, Sean said, you've always had a good greyhound uh, in your kennel. Um, looking back over your time in the industry, if you had to pinpoint a couple of greyhounds that have stood out over the years as some of your best performers, who would those greyhounds be? Oh, look, without a doubt, early days I had a, a champion dog called Scenic Spa. He he was a, he was enormous. He, he won a national sprint for us. He's, he was dominant. Um, that was before Sky Channel and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but then in saying that later on, there was another good dog I won a Melbourne Cup with, uh, Fox Hunt. Um, he was just a champion dog. Look, they've all been good dogs. There's been a number of good dogs I've had over the years, Touchwood and um, too many to name them all. But uh, they'll, they'll probably be the best two. Um, I'd have to pinpoint uh, Fox Hunt and um, um, Scenic Spa. Well, I suppose, Peter, um, if, to get those sorts of dogs, you're, you're always um, happy to travel as well. When you when a good, get a good one in your kennel, you certainly chase the big races, and, and we've seen that certainly um, back over time and, and of recent times. The likes of the Canley Kenny and, and Canley Jet have oh, been terrific dogs for you. Yeah, look, Canley Kenny was a, he was a, a good, honest dog. Bit, bit stiff in the uh, national sprint, I think, it's him, I must say, uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah. He was luckless there. Yeah, he ran pace. third in that race, and Weston Augie, I think, for WA, led him up, and he's, he was never run down, and he was really luckless, and he he ran third. He was poking up the inside, and a bit more luck in the straight. He could have been that dog to run him down. Exactly, yeah. No, he was a, he was a top dog. Chenley uh, Chet was um, potentially another good dog on the way up, and unfortunately he hurt himself, in, um, which brought his career to an end. Um um, but I think we've, it was a psychotic goal, um, the little stayer we had. Looks like she may, we might have a good litter coming up now. Uh, like, well, well, as you mentioned that, even like with Psychotic Sky, isn't uh, Wooden Tiger won on a Monday night um, by Psychotic Sky and um, Worm Burner? And uh, again, that was, he was very impressive on Monday night. He, he had a very checkered run. He, he had trialled well um, at prior to debut. And then, again, a little bit of luck, very luckless, I should say. But uh, he had a really checkered run. He did a really good job uh, Monday night to win. Yeah, I think, I think look, um, he, he's shown potential. And in all of his trials, he's been, well, he's broken 30 a number of times. Uh, but it, that doesn't win your races. You've got to uh, learn how to race in a field and, and he, he's just starting to learn what it's all about. But I think w- when he got broken in, um, I was told, I've got an exceptional dog, take your time, he looks like being a stayer. And, well, his mum was a stayer. She never won a sprint race, even though she could trial as quick as any of our quick sprinters, but in a race, she couldn't do it. Um, she, she, I think she only won distance races in her career. She started off her maiden win as a, as a stayer, mm. but... Well, we we saw that recently with um, five thirty for yeah, um, Lauren Harris, Lauren Harris um, won its first race in, in a staying event, and then strung a you know six or seven in a row together and took out the Premier's Cup. So, uh, and that's a great training performance. And and again, for to produce a maiden to win a staying race at that sort of level, and, and Psychotic Sky did it. Um, it shows the yeah. absolute potential there. Yeah, we're looking forward to uh, um, Wooden Tiger. Uh, when he steps up over the uh, 700. But, and I don't think he'll be that 
that long before we give them a try. But uh, we'll try and do what we can do at the moment over the 500, hoping it's... You just don't know whether he matures very quickly. If not, well, then he'll just have to go over the 700, which um, it's hard to get a good stay, and we're hoping that he goes to the next level. And would you say, have you got anything else in your kennel that's uh, on the way through, hasn't started yet, that you're really excited about? Um, or is it just a lot of those pups? You mentioned some psychotic sky pups um, coming through. Um, anything for the Dogcast listeners that they can really be looking forward to in the Jovanovic camp? I've I'll be watching, looking after Kenley Pebbles. I think we've got more to see there. But what what she's shown us all the way through is just outstanding. Um, I don't normally race puppies or young dogs at this very young age, but she just had all that natural ability. So I've just stepped her up, and um, unfortunately, we come to a halt in that race. But um, those things happen, and um, just got to move on and um, get a ride again and um, then she's back in business again but no, she's she's shown me a a heap of potential. Alright, well Peter, listen um, absolutely, thank you for joining us on the Dogcast, Um, it's been a real uh, privilege having you on the show with myself and Lockie and uh, wish you all the best on Thursday night with Corbett in the big Group 3 final, it's going to be a terrific race, one not to be missed uh, and hopefully be talking to you on the dais after the race. That'd be wonderful. Thank you very much and all the best to everyone else in in the race as well. But thanks, Lockie. Thanks, Sean. All right. Thanks, Peter. That was our special guest, Peter Jovanovic. Thanks for tuning in to the Dogcast. And, Lockie, thank you for your time this morning. It's been fantastic, Sean. Uh, a pleasure to fill in and um, hopefully I can get a call up once again. It was a good, uh, good podcast, that's Absolutely. Sure. We'll look forward to having you back. And we'll be back on December 5 to preview the Doug Payne final at Angle Park. And until then, we hope to see you at the track.